Stunt Podcast. Cool. And we're live. This is Matthew. Welcome back to You Deserve a Drink, the Scent Podcast, talking about all the cool creators on Scent. As always, I'm joined with Rizzle. What's up, Rizzle? How are you, man? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. And I know you're you're doing pretty good as well. I seen that you've been up to like a lot over in CryptoVoxels decking out that first floor of blackbox.art's parcel. So you want to take us through your experience putting all the art up and playing around with CryptoVoxels? Yeah, it it has been honestly way more fun than anticipated. And part of me feels like I'm like, ah, all these eyeballs are on me all of a sudden. I feel like the pressure is on. I'm only like the second person to move in. And I, you know, made this post saying I was going to put uh, everyone's artwork up and everything. And, and then, you know, it was dumped in my lap to, to move in. And I was like, ah, shit, I, I can't like, you know, talk all this stuff. Like I'm, I'm going like, to do everyone justice. And then like, you know, it, it flops or whatever. So, so I dove in head first, man. I put a bunch of time into tinkering around with it. I, and I, I'm happy to walk you through my experience. I know blackbox.art is interested to hear what I have to say. So I moved in after blank and deconstruction was not like super straightforward. It took me a, a minute to figure out how to like get rid of all blanks stuff and just goof around with the, the format a little bit. It would be cool if there was just like a reset button or something like in, if, in the editing mode or whatever that you can just like go right back to a blank slate. And maybe there is. There's way more depth to it than I got to, but I, I dumped a significant amount of time into it and really felt like the basic stuff is pretty intuitive. You know, if, you, if you've ever messed around with Minecraft or anything like remotely like it, it's pretty simple to move around, you know, make a wall, remove a wall. The art ports seamlessly from OpenSea, which I was very impressed by. There's not a ton of loading time or anything. You put something on the wall, you can change the size of it, you can move it around, uh, you know, and, and it, it all links directly to the open sea. There's certain things about crypto voxels that are, are still like sort of wonky and like a, were difficult to figure out. What were those things? The first thing I did was turn the entire building green by mistake. I still like have <laughs> no idea how I did it. Dude, I, I just tried to make a green block and the whole thing turned green and I... I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to undo it. And I, I messaged blackbox.art and I was like, oh shit, you know, I'm, I'm just tinkering around here. I turned the whole building green and she was just sort of like really cool about it. She was like, you know, this is, this is a giant playground and sometimes things happen and unexpected things happen. She was like, I think the green's kind of cool. It's kind of funky. It's very close to the scent color green. So after like 10 minutes of trying to make it not green again, I gave up and now our building is green, man. I, <laughs> I, I hope that's all right. But uh, I also really wanted to initially like hang things flat, like either, you know, flush with the ground or flush with the ceiling. And there is a way to do it. it it's a little bit of a workaround. You have to like pull up the HTML edit part. And then it got into like X, Y, and Z axes. And I was, again, messaging blackbox.art. I was like, my, my math game used to be like tight. But one now, once you get into X, Y, and Z axes, I'm like, oh my God, I can't like do this. But eventually I figured it out. But still like some wonky things were happening when I tried to put something on the ceiling or on the floor. And the weird thing about crypto voxels, which I learned really quickly, is that if you put something in a place and it looks like it disappears, 
it probably didn't disappear. It probably has reappeared like somewhere really randomly. And so I was, I was trying to make this specific piece, Love Art Hates Art, flat so I could put it on this like table that I have in the room, the only like thing in the middle of it. You know, did it about five times and I thought it kept disappearing. And I, but apparently it was like going through some like weird vortex of crypto voxels and popping up like all over the scent building. So I, I was running around like pulling them down like out of midair and everything. But it was honestly a lot of fun. Um, I, I mean, for someone who's been hoarding, you know, people's crypto art all this time, it was really, really cool to have something to do with it. I mean, that, that's been, you know, my biggest complaint, you know, about this whole space is it's very difficult to just sort of get it off your phone and do something with it. So the fact that I got to like arrange it in some type of way and, you know, see it in, in a different space and everything was really, really fun. You know, we were talking right before we got started. I, I don't I'm not an artist and like arranging things is not my specialty. So I I was going for like big open space, let the art sort of speak for itself. And I just like plastered the walls with giant pieces of art from people on scent that are, are my favorite ones. And I I don't know, man, I did like a little bit trying to like make them flow like one into another reasonably like with like colors and themes and everything. <laughs> I got pretty deep into it. I've, I've spent like too much time with it already, like sort of goofing around and trying to make things flat <laughs> unsuccessfully. But I feel like I did like a, a decent job. Uh, I, I ran sort of wild with it. Like I said, there was nothing on the one wall, so I, I just decked it out. I finally had something to do with all of these black crypto kitties that I've accumulated. So I got like this crypto kitty border, like overlooking uh, the, the ground floor and everything. <laughs> Those are all NFTs. Oh, shit. Yeah, every single one of them. Well, I had to double up at the end. There's some duplicates on the other side of the floor, but uh, there should be like 30, 40 like individual ones. It was fun. If if there is no like easy deconstruction button, I hung enough fucking crypto kitties and artwork up there that it's gonna take a million years to like get all this shit down. How long did you spend putting everything up and fixing the mistakes and stuff that like hanging in midair pieces? How long did that all take you? Uh I would say probably doing it in like half hour increments, forty five minute increments here and there, probably a few hours, like maybe three three hours or so total. I mean, I could have certainly gotten up something up there for the sake of getting it up there in less time. And at the same time, you could certainly like go wild with it and, you know, dump 10 times as much time into it. But, you know, I, I really wanted to just sort of like get the experience and, uh, you know, see what all the hype was about. And I, I got to say, it does really make me want to get my own plot of land <laughs> at some point. It was it was fun, man. Being sort of confined to the parameters of the first floor of the scent building, I feel like almost helped me with a blank plot of land. I feel like the pot, the endless possibilities would almost be like overwhelming. I wouldn't have even known where to begin. That's my problem, actually. My own personal plot, when I got that like a couple months ago, I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, where do I even start? So like eventually I have something like floating in midair. I have the big ceiling to my parcel with the scent symbol on there, but I just gave up. But luckily, thanks to my interaction with a lot of money, I asked him, I was like, hey, I got your piece. And if you want to 
displayed properly in crypto voxels like it should help <laughs> right, me out yeah. man and he was like oh all right i got you so he's working on that today and i should i should be getting that soon so if i have something that's like pre-built for me i feel like that's that's more approachable and it seems like it was the same same with you the the endless possibilities are are definitely overwhelming, especially when you know like a bunch of artists are going to be checking out your shit. Like as someone who's not an artist, I'm like, oh my God, now like a bunch of people who really have an eye for this stuff are going to be looking at it. And it's like the MLibT's cardboard cutout thing. Like I'm not going to show him some like embarrassing thing or whatever. This dude is like a real artist. Like I can't just start making paper airplanes and, you know, sending them back to him or whatever. So, you know, a couple other observations that I, I had about crypto voxels. Uh, is it fun? Totally. But I, it's not like I set up this gallery and all of a sudden tons of people are coming to like look at my stuff or I'm getting like bids on OpenSea. And, and that was not my expectation. But I, I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're getting a gallery or, or that's the idea, setting up a space in crypto voxels and hoping to get like organic traffic within crypto voxels, that doesn't seem like something that happens too, too often. Or, or at least in all of my time, like, you know, goofing around with it, it was like a ghost town. If you can drive traffic to it, though, that's a totally different ballgame. And, you know, I can give my link to anybody and they can pop in like, you know, anonymously from like whatever. And if you have a giveaway, like, like the, you know, I know Skinny's was saying that his traffic jumps every time he posts, uh, you know, a giveaway, the NFT calendar, advent calendar thing. I finally got a chance to check that out. And that place was like a mob scene of like avatars wearing all this funky voxel shit and floating around uh, and, and everything. So, you know, you can certainly see the uh, advantage of having a space like this if you can gain some traction with whatever you're doing in, in the space. So, you know, I think in order to make the most of it, you got to be able to drive your own traffic to it, at least for right now. But man, it's it's fun, man. And, and as someone who is, is just, uh, you know, collecting this stuff to, to be able to do something with it and arrange it. And it does make you feel like a real art collector. I have to echo that sentiment. When you hang your work in CryptoVoxels, all the crypto art that you've been collecting, it really does change things. Like it's it, it's so cool to see your work hanging up even if you had constructed like a shitty parcel like I did. I thought it was just really cool to see like massive 30 meter high missile Simpson hang in right there. I'm like, damn, that's boss. And going to some of the other more prominent parcels and joining in like with the LA crypto art show and Mimpace's December advent calendar event. Like that's so cool to see people engaging with these, these parcels like that. Like you definitely need to do a little bit of marketing to get that foot traffic to your parcel. I think Kaiviti is another good example with his uh, Crypto Corner Cafe, right? Like he really does a lot of good marketing there. People come through there to check out the art and it's funny to see people like Common and and Connie and stuff like taking like snapshots over at the Crypto Corner Cafe. And it kind of flows into what Blackbox.art just had another amazing post today talking about being a, a collector and a curator. It's it's a great read, but there's a couple choice quotables that kind of like really just remind me of what you were talking about. Basically, I think the one line that really stuck out to me was just like, if you're a collector or you're interested in crypto art, it's like, don't, don't tell me about the art. Just show me your portfolio. 
And the CryptoVoxels is that place to, to show off that portfolio and, and to really show that you have that skin in the game. Did you have a chance to check out blackbox.art's article? Yeah, man, it, it, it got my wheels spinning uh, a lot, actually, because this, this concept that she's talking about, about the removal of the collector barrier is something that I, I never even thought about before. But it, it, it's another reason why crypto art is, is a market disruptor uh, in, in the art space, uh, because, you know, she's talking about how, you know, collectors and curators you know, in the, uh, in real life art world, you know, they buy something and they sort of hoard it in their house or whatever, and and nobody sees it. It's not really, you know, it almost disappears off the face of the earth once it has been collected. And it's almost the total opposite, uh, in the, the crypto art space, because, you know, as a collector, you get to show it off just as much, uh, as any of the artists. Um, and, and, Going beyond that, the fact that like a purchased piece of art can live in many places simultaneously is even as the same like one out of one edition. Like say I got a one out of one Miss Al Simpson. It's it's in the scent uh, gallery. It's on my phone. I can pull it up on OpenSea. I can look at it on my brother's computer. Uh, so the the fact that you know original art that you can prove prove your ownership of can live in many places simultaneously and be accessible to the public as uh you know not only like a marketing tool for that artist but just being on display to show off how cool it is that whole concept like is maybe sort of obvious uh in a lot of ways but really blew my mind because i, I never really considered how like the re- the removal of the collector barrier is inherent in this whole uh, movement itself. And uh, it, it gave me goosebumps, man. I'm like, this shit is happening. And it's it's so cool to be considered like important in this whole uh, endeavor. Like people are actually interested in what you and I are doing because we're the ones like buying a lot of their shit. And, and they don't have to gain access to our house or something in order to see it. They They can pull up our Ethereum address right now and check out what our interests are and, and, you know, learn a little bit about what our tastes are and, you know, put a bid in if they want or, or, you know, just sort of poke around. And the ability to do that is just amazing. You can't just go around to collectors, you know, in real life art and just look at their shit whenever you feel like it. So I don't know that, that whole uh, post really got my wheels spinning about like the importance of this whole concept of digital ownership and how that's, that's just game changing. Your, your point of, your art always being on no matter where you're, where you're at, like living in these different places at the same time. I hadn't thought about that, but I mean, that is obviously something that that is incredible uh, when you're thinking about like the pieces of art that we're collecting versus physical art, right? Which is essentially hidden as soon as the collector gains possession of it. But I really like this article because it's starting to shift the focus. Like up until now, I think, We've just been, and I, I personally have been thinking about crypto art from the perspective of the creators. And we're, we're just seeing barriers on both sides from the creator's side and from the collector's side, just like not even like lowering, but just evaporating right before our eyes. So I think that's awesome. No, it's, it's amazing, man. I, and yeah, there's, there's, too many, there's too many good concepts that are coming out of uh, the, the crypto art space that 
are are game changers. I, I almost feel like honestly that the term crypto art, like it, it just seems like it needs a rebranding or something to be more accessible or, or palatable to the general public. Because I, I feel like as soon as you say crypto, some people's eyes light up, but a lot of people's eyes roll back in their heads. Like the term crypto art, I feel like is almost limiting in a way. It, it makes it sound like it's much more niche than it actually is when in fact it could be totally accessible for like all artists you know all over the place no that's that's a really good point um like it it could be a turnoff or it could seem like an unnecessary barrier right because i mean something like cryptovoxels which is uh, right now at least in my mind like a gallery for crypto art a virtual gallery that it's so simple to interact with, right? You're just literally clicking a link and going in and you can see the art, you can click on it, you buy it on OpenSea. Obviously there's the barrier of actually purchasing the crypto for people that are just totally outside of the space. But other than that, it's super approachable. And I, I talked with uh, Andrew from, from Sen as well. And he's like, man, it's, it needs a, a rebrand just echoing what you said. And he's like, there's a lot of AI art over here. Like maybe you can call it just refer to AI art being like what crypto art is, but it's really tricky though, because I almost feel like this is like a whole new medium um, because money is underlying all this and blockchains right there. It's, it's hard to kind of get away from the crypto aspect. And it's almost like, I don't know, do we need to just force feed the crypto part to people? Or is it really such a such an obstacle that like we have to figure out like a different descriptor? It, that's that's the battle in my head. Yeah, I, I you know, I almost wonder if like the, the cat's too far out of the bag and with the terminology of crypto art, but I I I agree with what you're saying. Like crypto voxels would almost be like less daunting for people if it was just called voxels or something like that. And then, you know, as they get into it, they learn like, okay, I got to, you know, purchase Ethereum in order to get a plot of land or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky um, thing to sort of maneuver because yeah, you want mainstream attention, but uh, the the crypto aspect I think is very daunting, but uh, it's cool, man. So, so many, interesting things are happening in this space. Uh, one of the, one of the people who's been posting a lot lately, it's Jay Spacely. He showed up on scent and wasn't really sure what it's all about. And then he was like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm like a digital artist. How do I get my stuff up there? And, and pretty soon he's like up on maker's place. You know, the, the, the dominoes are starting to fall as, as soon as artists show up and can wrap their head around what it, what is going on. They all want in. I mean, how, how can you not, you know? Um, and, uh, it's cool to see, you know, it happening in real time and people showing up and jumping on board. And I, I really feel like if there was some streamlined approach, like if, you know, someone were to put out like a basic tutorial, it it would become like the crypto art Bible in terms of like how to bring your art online or something. Because right now you see a lot of people showing up and being like, Hey, so what are those uh, websites that you're using? And, you know, what is a smart contract? And, and, uh, Connie actually did an awesome job of, of fortunately breaking it down for us after the last podcast. And I feel like I understand it better, but uh, I, I don't know that there's any like really centralized place to learn how to figure this out. You just got to sort of love it and start tinkering around in, until you figure it out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely, you have to get your hands dirty, right? There's no super approachable UI for creators that are not familiar with the crypto space to get involved in. I guess additional 
from what I hear, I, I never actually tried that out, but it seemed like that was a very easy way to create an, uh, an NFT. It was too easy. It was the problem, I guess. But still, I, I think the fact that like people actually did mint a bunch of stuff there, there's probably lessons learned that other projects could could learn from especially since they're going to be targeting the creators in their own right. It's just like getting that crypto part, the NFT part, the minting process explained to them. But yeah, you mentioned it's Jay Spacely coming on and discovering the scene as a creator. Just another person I wanted to shout out, like Pandex has been on set for a while and they really have taken to CryptoVoxels and they're participating in that CryptoVoxel character contest that common black box art have put together and that scent is sponsoring. And as a way to prepare for the character contest, Pandex is putting together all these like crypto voxel wearables and drinkables, like the frosty mug of beer and uh, a green soju bottle for myself. Um, just like kind of messing around, seeing how to, to use the, the Vox builders and stuff like that. It's just so cool to see these people start to actually use these tools and show that, hey, even if you're like not familiar with it, if you can take the time and you have the interest, like you can really do a lot of crazy stuff within a really short amount of time. Yeah, awesome, man. All these new users who are showing up and, and you know, jumping behind the concept and everything. Pandex, he's, he's like my seating buddy. We're always like duking it out. And, uh, and and it's funny because when I got onto the platform, he was, uh, you know, has always been a talented graphic design guy and was doing like some fan art and everything and, and would see his stuff pop up. And he he's another artist who sort of like made this transition into the crypto art space. And uh, <laughs> the beer mugs are cool, man. All this stuff is really cool. It was so wild showing up for the NFT advent calendar thing and just seeing all of these wearables. Uh, it was just the weirdest shit, man, which, which uh, is so cool. Um, and, and to build on your point of, of what you were saying before about having to get your hands dirty, I, you know, I feel like part of that is what like, has united everyone a, as a community. Like the, the entry point is like somewhat high, uh, especially with like additional getting wiped out. Uh, but you know, all these artists who are on scent, they've taken the time to figure it out. And so they've like learned a thing or two and are passionate about this space. And and I feel like the entry point is high enough that if you're not passionate about the concept about the space, then, you know, you're you're not going to get on this boat. Um, and when it becomes streamlined, man, all, all of these people, I think, are going to be big names. The, the concept is just too good. Dude, M. Libty just put out some piece and, and every, everyone basically just told him not to sell it. They're like, you better not sell this shit, dude. Because I, I feel like the people who know, they know, man. The, the concept is too good. And, uh, you know, we, we can talk about your post, uh, you know, later on, too, because that sort of ties into this whole thing. Uh, but it, it makes too much sense. His stuff is too good. And people recognize that it's only, this stuff is only going to grow in value and it's only going to become more desirable as, as this space continues to grow and, and people get into it. Totally. No, absolutely. It's, it's just starting to heat up, I think. But I think that fire is going to be burning for us for many more uh, episodes in the future so we can keep talking about that later uh, but do you want to get into shouting out some of the cool posts that were on scent last week yeah i really like 
anything Puffin puts out is is interesting, and he has sort of released the first part of his short stories, uh, the the heist, uh, or maybe it's a it's a chapter book. It got me thinking. I'm like, dude, how how is the blockchain and the NFT space like not been exposed to authors and uh, you know poets and stuff like that, sort of tokenizing their first edition of their short story or the first edition of their book like all this shit could just as easily be thrown up on the blockchain as well and i i had picked up a a collaboration that puffin did with james sw a a couple weeks ago um where he had just minted um a, a poem of puffins overlaid on some of his art i'm like man this this space like extends in so many directions and I feel like this, this has got to be a thing that happens eventually too. Right. And, and uh, someone could say like, well, you, you can go download a digital copy for free, but I own the first edition of the heist. Um, I mentioned Jay Spacely. Uh, you had mentioned P index. These people were all on my, my short list. Um, Blackbox.art, you know, came out with that uh, fascinating post. Um, those were the the big ones that I had this week. What about you? Uh, for me, uh, I had Max Osiris. He had a a really cool post on drugs, uh, specifically psychedelics. Yes. And I, I felt like the replies that he was receiving were pretty balanced. Uh, they're trying to share their experiences, their perspective, but like in a really thoughtful way, I added my, my own perspective uh, based on my own experience with some of the things that, that he's done. He's definitely way more experienced, but I, I, I like talking about those sorts of topics too. And I, I feel like the sentence like a perfect place for that. So hopefully we start seeing more of those discussions take place sort of in a similar vein du jour, T-E-J-U-R-E. I guess he'd taken a little bit of a hiatus, came back to Scent, left some really, really good feedback for the project. Definitely took a lot of notes from that. But then in that like long list of, of feedback, he had mentioned that he's been busy buying and selling and breeding crypto kitties and shit like that. Like almost sounds like he has a business. So I was like, dude, write a post about what you're doing, crypto kitties, how you're breeding them and stuff like that. So he went out and made a TLDR of what's going on in crypto kitties. So I thought that was pretty dope that he actually responded. And then uh, Abysmus had this really cool R2D2 CP3O inspired state portrait of a humanoid king work uh, that he published on Known Origin. I thought that was just like a really cool post. Yeah, a, a lot of good posts on scent over the last week. It was really hard to kind of whittle the list down, but you want to get into centerpiece? Do it, man. Take it away. All right. So this one, it really kind of caught me off guard. I had it bookmarked for a couple of days and I just recently checked it out. But this piece, it's by Rui Nosa Records. Uh, it's called Crypto Art Pulse. And it's it's an effing experience. If you you look at it and you see the pulsating crypto voxel inspired like heart flashing and like a club rhythm and you're like okay what's going on here you see some text and you scroll down to the bottom and then you see like a soundcloud embed click that what's going on here and then you start getting into this really amazing music and then you go up and start reading like these bulleted points of an impassioned interpretation of what's going on in crypto art which is basically what we talked about at the top of the show and you have this techno beat going on which is really well done you have the pulsating heart and you're like oh my 
God, you're just kind of like chilling on the post. Uh, I had never come across a post like that that had woven the music and the art, which is original too, by the way, and the writing all together in such a really nice compact package. And it was just a great overall experience. But that was mine. What was yours? This is an awesome selection, man. I, I checked out that post and I feel like it's really difficult to sum up like what's cool and what the advantages are of crypto art like succinctly. And that was one of the things that I really liked about that post. Dude, I, I, I was picking my piece for the centerpiece. And I was like, I got I got to pick your post, man. I don't know if this is allowed. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, we made up the rules. So I, it's totally allowed, right? <laughs> it's like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. I, I mean, I feel like this was like the thing that happened this week, honestly. Uh, your post, spending thousands of dollars on crypto art. And, uh, you know, I, the, the part that really stuck out to me the most was, what does it say? The re- this record sale is a shot across the bow of the traditional art world that crypto art is coming to shatter. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that is fucking awesome because now is where the line is being drawn in the sand i feel like you know money is starting to come into this space and and artists are digging their heels in and rightfully so man this we're on the the cutting edge of something here and i always love people who are willing to stick their neck out for something that they believe in and you're you're doing that, man. And it's it's easy to talk a lot of stuff, but putting your money where your mouth is is different. And I had seen, uh, and I, I didn't tell you this, man. I had seen you as like one of the top uh, buyers on Super Rare like a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever, before this whole bidding war service. And I was like, oh shit, man. I didn't know like you were in like in it like that. And I was like, so Matthew's either like really really smart or crazy or or both um because you've got to be to to be like a whale in a space this small you've got to really believe in in what you're getting yourself into and uh and i just love that man that quote like really stuck out and i'm like yes if you're going to be the top dog uh or one of the top dogs uh in this space let's like call it what it is and it's a shot across the bow of the traditional art world that that you have single-handedly taken uh yourself so i was like right on. Fuck yeah. This is like some Braveheart shit. Like, you know, (laughs) rally the troops. Let's get the movement going. Um, I, I loved it, man. So, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, picking your post and, you know, we create the rules. So I'm allowed to do that. (laughs) Thank you, dude. I feel, I feel honored, uh, that you picked that. And I'm super stoked that the reaction to that piece was really good. Shared it out over on Twitter and it was just kind of, kind of caught a little fire there. So, think what I said resonated, got a lot of clicks, a lot of reads. Um, so I was really excited by that. And related to that, I have a spotlight coming with uh, a lot of money and JaVinci, the masters behind that St. Nakamoto piece that I scooped over the weekend that kind of like lit up the internet for a second. Did again, humbled, honored that you picked my, my work for this week's centerpiece. It was the big news, man. You can't you can't overlook it, right? It, it, it is what it is. It's happening right here, uh, literally right here. So uh, so that was awesome, man. I, I love that post. Cool, man. Well, on that note, well, we're just heading into the weekend and waiting for an even bigger, better week next week, man. As always, it was a pleasure, brother. Likewise, man. Take care.
Podcast.